There is a theme that I can see Abihu doing right now in the season, and it's practicality. You know, how do we put his word into practice in our life? Because for a lot of us, we know what his word says, but how do we live what his word says? <laughs> you know, um, and that's one of the things that Yahuwah has been doing with me recently. It's just really showing me how to walk out what it is that he has commanded for us to do. And that's exactly what I'm going to talk about today. All right, let's get into it. Um, that's something that um, Yahoo has really been emphasizing with me right now. Um, what I'm about to share with you is a revelation that he had, he had given me a while ago, but he just recently laid it on my heart that I need to share this because we really need to start being doers of the word, not just hearers only. You know, it's very important because he's our works have to reflect what we're what's in our heart and what we're meditating upon so if Yahuwah's word is tattooed to our on our hearts and his law statutes and commandments are what we're meditating on day and night then the works of our hands should reflect that if they're not then there's something wrong and we need to go to him and ask him to show us our reflection so with that being said i am going to read dabarim 13 1 to 5 that's deuteronomy 13 1 to 5 if there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and gives you a sign or a wonder and the sign or the wonder come to pass whereof he spoke unto you saying let us go after other Elohim which you have not known and let us serve them you should not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams for Yahuwah your Elua your proves you to know whether you love Yahuwah your Elua with all your heart and with all your soul. You shall walk after Yahuwah your Lua and fear him and guard his commandments and obey his voice. And you shall serve him and cleave unto him. And that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has spoken to turn you away from Yahuwah your Lua, which brought you out of the land of Mitzrayim and redeemed you out of the house of bondage to thrust you out of the way which Yahuwah your Lua commanded you to walk in. So shall you put the evil away from the midst of you. So the keys, the key verse is five at the very beginning and that prophet. So this, this is someone who has prophesied to you or the assembly or even dreamt a dream and, and whatever they prophesied or whatever they dreamt about, it came to pass, but then they're, they're enticing you to serve other deities, you know, um, Yahuwah is saying go to verse five and that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has spoken to turn you away from Yahuwah your lua so he's saying put this person to death now here's the thing we all know that back during this time that moshe was writing this and even during the, the time you know the the times of the rest of this history book we know they was actually putting people to death they were stoning people you know that woman that was caught in adultery 
you know, the Pharisees had brought her to Yahusha and was like, yo, she should be put to death because she was committing adultery. And they stoned Paul almost to death. They tried, they picked up the stones to stone Yahusha several times. So this was like, they was, they was stoning folks left and right. Let's just put it this way. But this was a commandment of Yahusha that they should put them to death. So going back to the woman um, caught in adultery, there's several reasons why their actions were wrong. But the number one reason why their actions were wrong, I mean, yeah, is because Ruach, I mean, not Ruach, <laughs> Yahuwah is Ruach and we're to worship him in Ruach and in truth. Which means that every single thing that he has commanded us, every single law that he has, every single statue he has, every single word he has spoken to us has been Ruach. So in order for us to be doers of the word and not just hearers only, we have to learn how to practically apply this to our life. So what does it look like in a practical sense to put someone to death for falsely prophesying and enticing another person to worship another deity. It does not look like you picking up stones and you stoning this person to death, running them over with your car. Please don't go out and murder somebody. Please do not say that I heard a Koti who on her podcast tell me that it was okay to go murder someone. Like, you on your own with that one. I didn't say that. I'm not endorsing that. But we're going to talk about what it does mean. All right, if you would go to... Yarmiyahu 7 and 16. Understand these next two verses that I read to you. Um, the prophet Yarmiyahu was talking to, well, I'm sorry, these two verses I'm going to read to you. Yahuwah was talking to Yarmiyahu about Yasharal, disobedient leaders, disobedient member. Like he was talking about Yasharal, those who were in open rebellion and disobedience to him. Okay. So 7 and 16 in Yermiahu says, Therefore pray not for this people, neither lift up a cry nor prayer for them, neither make intercession to me, for I will not hear you. So he's telling Yermiahu, if you pray for this disobedient, stiff-necked, uh, rebellious people, I'm not going to listen to you. I will not hear that prayer. Then 11 and 14 says almost the same thing. Therefore pray not you, for this people neither lift up a cry or prayer for them, for I will not hear them in the time that they cry unto me for their trouble. So what Ruach HaKadosh was telling me was, he said, because this, I remember the first time Yahuwah brought me to, to Yarmayahu 11 and 14. And he commanded me, he, he, it, he was dealing with me when it comes to someone that was supposedly in the awakening. And he brought me to Yamayahu 11 and 14. And y'all, I'm going to go ahead and tell you the truth. That was so hard for me not to pray for this person. Like, it was very hard. It still is. But if I were to then pray for them after he's already like, I'm not going to listen, I would be in open rebellion against Yahuwah as well. Sin becomes sin when we disobey the word of Yahuwah. That's when it becomes sin. <laughs> when he tells us not to do something we do it anyway it's sinful it's rebellion it's disobedience so going back to the practicality of this when he's telling us to put someone to death first and foremost you got to understand you who is judgment is righteous and he judges a matter according to the hearts of men okay 
So he's letting you know he's already judged this matter. There's no need for us to sit and look at fruit, none of that stuff. He's saying this person is in open rebellion against me. Do not pray for them. Putting someone to death in the practical sense is you live your life as though this person no longer exists. You're not having prayer meetings with them. You're not ministering to them. You're not praying for them. You're not going shopping with them. They no longer exist. The last part of what Yahuwah said in Deuteronomy 13 in verse 5, he said, so shall you put the evil away from the midst of you. Putting evil away from the midst of you means that you are I don't want to use the word excommunication because that is a Catholic term, but you are excluding them from the assembly. They no longer exist. That is how we put someone to death, practically and spiritually, ruachly, in Yahuwah's word. And he was talking to me about the necessity to start doing his word because you can have all the information that you want. We can have all the information that we want. But if we don't take that information and then apply that information, then it's, it's useless. You know, the world always says knowledge is power. But Yahuwah is literally saying to us, knowledge isn't power. The application of knowledge is power. And the application is really the application of his knowledge. Because even the knowledge, even the application of the knowledge of the world is not powerful. But the application of the knowledge that he gives to us is powerful because if he's telling you, for instance, I gave a testimony today on the Shabbat call about how, you know, I completely forgot that Halloween was coming up. And, you know, it used to be back when I was in the world, this was my favorite holiday. I mean, my I could feel the spirit, the Ruach around Halloween, like months before it even came, like I could Feel it and I got excited. That was that was my time of year. Said all that to say I completely forgot that it was that time of year. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. And so I'm at work and I'm trying to figure out why it seemed like the spiritual warfare here has kind of ramped up a little bit. Like everybody, everybody on one every day. But they're not on one to the point where like they're yelling and fussing and screaming at people. You could just, you know, Rock Kadesh will allow you to see spiritually the different sly things the enemy does in the spirit realm through a, through a person. So I started seeing that more and more. And at first, y'all, full transparency, I was boxing the enemy in the dark, just swinging at the air. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I was getting exhausted. And the exhaustion wasn't just physical. It was mental, emotional, spiritual exhaustion from fighting without use utilizing the weapons of my warfare understand so one day Ruach HaKadosh was like you got weapons they're not carnal gird up your loins use your weapons so I started fasting every day that I would go to work and while I would be at work I would be in the room you know I'd, I'd be in the different rooms at my job just praying by myself I wouldn't be doing it openly because whatever and I started noticing I was my my ruach was getting lighter and I was becoming more joyful because I was no longer boxing the enemy in the darkness just swinging at the air like I was landing punches 
because I was using my weapons. But that's what I mean by I had the knowledge that I had spiritual weapons to fight against the enemy. But it wasn't until I applied that knowledge by actually using those tools, those those weapons, that I actually began to walk in Yahuwah's will. And because he wants us to seek first his kingdom, which is his law, statutes, and commandments, and his righteousness, which is Yahusha Hamashiach, we have to know how to practically apply these things to our lives. We have to know how to practically apply the word to our life. We have to know how to practically apply his law, statutes, and commandments to our life. And for those of us who have kids, it's very important that we know how to do this practically so that we can teach it to our children so that they can also do it as well and not just hear it their entire lives but never know how to walk it out. And true, true, Ruach HaKodesh teaches us all things. He is our teacher. So he can still teach your children, but we need to we need to know. We need to know for our own selves. So, yeah. That's what it means to put someone to death. And you who is law statutes and commandments. And the key thing the the another thing I want to point out is, you know, Deuteronomy 18, Deuteronomy 18, you know, everybody knows that a false prophet is someone who prophesies or dreams a dream and none of it comes to pass. But five chapters ahead of that, he's showing us that this person can dream a dream, it comes to pass, prophesy a thing, and it comes to pass. But if they're not worshiping Yahuwah, Yahusha, alone, if they got other deities, other altars to other um, violin, put them to death. Don't mess with them. Can two walk together unless they should agree? No. You can't walk side by side with someone who's half in, in Yahuwah's house and half in the world. You can't. Reason being is because you might think that you're stronger than that person, but all it takes is one slip up. Next thing you know, you out here doing the same thing. Matter of fact, compromise is something that I'm seeing running rapid. Well, Ruach HaKadosh is showing me running rapid right now. So... The last thing you want to do is give place to the Ruach of Compromise. or It's, it's not a Ruach of Compromise, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you don't want to open the door to compromise because it's going to be hard to close it once you do. You're going, you're going to have to do a lot of fasting, a lot of prayer, a lot of repenting in order to get that compromise up out of you. And it's just not worth it. So don't don't hang with someone that's compromising unless they should pull you over to the to the wrong side of the fence so put them to death but spiritually they don't exist don't pray for them nothing let yahuwah do what yahuwah is doing because if he's not i know i'm repeating myself i do that a lot praise y'all that y'all are still here but if he's telling if he's literally if he ever tells you don't pray for this person put them to death you better pretend like they don't exist seriously because if you if you allow the enemy to come in and say well yahuwah is love and he loves people and you know i was i was horrible in the word and i just want to be merciful and i just want to give them you know the same patience and grace and mercy that yahuwah gave to me let me let me tell you something that sounds all good and dandy but yahuwah told you not to so you're in rebellion i don't care how how um merciful that sounds to you 
Lean not to your own understanding. Yahuwah said don't do it, don't do it. Now, on the flip side of that, I'm going to say this and I'm going to go. Don't go around not praying for folks and then lying and saying, oh, Yahuwah told me not to pray for them no more. Because you not praying for them is a judgment against them. Do not falsely judge anybody. Do not unrighteously judge anybody. Don't become a false witness. Again, I don't want nobody... Yahuwah said, no, I did not. <laughs> do not become a false witness and do not unrighteously judge. Our weights should be just at all times. This walk is a walk of integrity. It don't matter what it looks like to other people because the only one who's watching that truly matters is Yahuwah. He's looking to see how we're going to handle what he's given to us. So if we're not, if we're mishandling it at any point in time, understand he's going to take what he gave to us away from us. And you might just be the next person that he tells somebody else, don't pray for them. We don't want that. I don't know about y'all. But I don't want that. <laughs> All right? If you guys would like to get in touch with me, you can reach me at replenishme at gmail.com. Uh, much shalom and ahava. And until next time, shalom alakim. Thank you.